Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, March 24th, and good news, the Bruins are expected to practice today, or at least those who are well enough to do so, and we'll get into the latest from head coach Bruce Cassidy here in a moment. Before we do, let me remind you to please do subscribe to the podcast, whatever app you use. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you Apple users could rate and review, that would also be very much appreciated. If you are on Twitter, you can follow the show at LO Boston Bruins, on Instagram at Locked On Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Let's get into it, shall we? And head coach Bruce Cassidy did meet with the media on Tuesday afternoon for the first time since his team was put on pause. Last Friday, with five players placed on the NHL's COVID-19 protocol list. He said, should test results allow, the club is scheduled to resume activities this morning with a full team practice later in the day. Jake DeBrusque, Sean Corrali, David Krejci, David Pasternak, and Craig Smith all remained on the protocol list as of late Tuesday afternoon. It's unclear how many of them have actually tested positive for the virus. Uh, Cassidy said he has not heard of any of the five players being symptomatic, but he did confirm that Corrali would be out if the Bruins play Thursday night against the New York Islanders. The Bruins are scheduled for another round of testing early this morning, so it won't be a normal 11 o'clock skate, he said, but uh, they do expect to get on the ice at some point here on Wednesday. Assuming everyone who is going to practice does indeed uh, test negative. He said then we'll get ready to play the Islanders on Thursday, make whatever adjustments depending on if there is a positive test, and a guy has to stay on the protocol list or go on to the protocol list. There's still a chance that could happen, but uh, the way that they have separated the protocol list players from the rest of the team bodes well for you know, the bulk of the roster to be able to practice and play on Thursday. Cassidy did say it has been a bit frustrating from a hockey perspective, given that the team had appeared to be finding its form again after a stretch of nine losses in 13 games. They had posted two consecutive victories, one over the Penguins, one over the Sabres, and a number of the team's injured players appear on the verge of returning. Uh, He said this felt like we were starting to turn a corner, Even some injured guys are back skating, so in the moment, you're like, what now? At the end of the day, it's one of those years you have to kind of grind through it, the easiest way to say it. Hopefully, we continue where we left off. Play the hand you're dealt, control what you can control, and that's where the Bruins are at now. Other teams have gone through it. Hopefully, this is the last bit for the Bruins and that they can find uh, their rhythm once again. A lot of teams have gone through it. They had games postponed and shuffled early on in the season because of uh, outbreaks on the Sabres and the New Jersey Devils. He said you're hoping everyone gets to their 56 games at some point and you get an opportunity to play for the Cup. That's what I'm looking at here. 
He wants the team to be as prepared as possible to compete for the Cup. First, of course, they have to get back on the ice. They have to get in the playoffs. And that's where their focus is at at the moment. Now, on the injury front, Bruce Cassidy did offer some encouragement when it comes to the bevy of injured players. He said Brandon Carlo, Jeremy Lozon, Kevin Miller, and Zach Sinishin have all been skating. Though he did say he doesn't know that they'll be ready to play Thursday or that quickly. He had the most in-depth update on Sinishin, who suffered an upper body injury in his season debut on March 11th against the New York Rangers. He said he talked to skating and skills coach Kim Brandvold, and Sinishin said he feels good, he's skating well, he'll need live practice and contact before he can say how close he is to returning, but right now he's trending well in his recovery, but he needs to be involved in traffic. Not overly physical, but normal wear and tear of hockey practice when you're battling, then we'll make that determination. He is close, so I would expect him to practice here on Wednesday, uh, and he's a possibility for Thursday, which uh, would be really great. He added that Miller will not be available when the Bruins return to game action this week. He's still uh, trying to find his form or get comfortable with that uh, surgically repaired knee. He added uh, John Moore, who played in just five games this season, recently underwent surgery for an undisclosed ailment, and he will miss time. Uh, Trent Frederick, who's out with a lower body injury. Tugarask, who's out with an undisclosed injury. Jared Tenorti, upper body injury. They were all on the trip with the Bruins and have been required to quarantine with the rest of the group. Uh, Rask is expected to join his teammates for practice should it happen today. Rask is a real possibility to play Thursday, if not Saturday, which uh, is really great to see that he'll be back in the lineup. Jared Tenorti as well. He has an opportunity to play Thursday if he practices on Wednesday. Frederick Lower body injury after being hit with an errant shot on Thursday night in Buffalo. Cassidy said he's feeling better, but needs to get back in the ice to get a better determination of his status. Anyone that was on the trip is limited in what they can do in terms of getting into the facility. Frederick, of course, was on that trip. He's another guy that's been feeling better, but would have to get on the ice and practice. Um, Obviously, he'd be in the lineup if he's healthy and ready to go and if he can get through practice. So some encouraging updates there on Sinitian, Frederick, Tenorti, and Rask for sure. And uh, those guys are all possible for Thursday if it's a go and if uh, you know practice goes ahead today. Injured players who were not with the Bruins on their trip to Buffalo do have a bit of a leg up because they have been able to skate at Warrior in the meantime. So that's uh, Sinitian, Jeremy Lozon, uh, he, Cassidy said, I assume if the team were to have four or five guys out, you're not going to play with 18 guys. If your roster is 23, I'm assuming you'd replace them with taxi squad guys as long as you're cap compliant. Until we know which players are out, if any, we'd be speculating saying, well, Sinition will come back and replace this player. Oscar Steen will stay in and play. We have to find out who's available to us. Then we'll go by position, which players go in or out. So there's... A lot up in the air in terms of uh, the five guys on the list. If any other positive tests emerge or players aren't cleared to skate and these injured guys who uh, could possibly fill in for uh, anybody who can't play. A lot up in the air. A lot of it will be dependent on who's able to skate on Wednesday and in the morning skate on Thursday. And that's even if 
the game will go ahead. That seems to be somewhat in question based on how Cassidy and Sweeney have been talking. Now, the Bruins, like I've been saying, will have to play their second half of their schedule, 28 games over the course of 45 days. Still possible that the NHL will extend the season a week or so, but Boston is preparing for an unprecedented grind over the final six weeks of the season. Cassidy said, I've never had a schedule like this, never this intense. You've got to use your whole roster, including your taxi squad. Always use two goaltenders, so they're ahead of the curve there, but they might have to use a third every once in a while. Vladar has played well, so that's good to know in the back of your mind. You have to limit minutes to go a long way in games, and that'll be the toughest thing. Trying to win hockey games, but you're also trying to mitigate the risk of injury. And uh, hopefully you get some games where you're playing well and have those leads where you can use everybody and rest uh, some of your top guys. We'll see if that happens for us. So to recap, Bruins expected to skate later today if all goes well in terms of testing. Expected to play tomorrow night against the Islanders. Shankar Alley definitely out. No update yet on the other four players, whether they'll be made available. And some injured guys could be coming back. But again, we'll see how this all shakes out once the Bruins do take to the ice after this pause. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting, covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but also great for the health conscious person. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best during Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut almond. Just go to builtbar.com slash pages slash brackets and you can vote for your favorite Built Bar. Don't forget right now, if you go to builtbar.com to make a new order on Built Bars, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars at builtbar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, it is Wednesday and that means mailbag day. I put out a call late this morning, so only got a few questions, but there's some good ones. I'll start with uh, my friend Beth at Iverwit. She asks, what are you looking forward to most now that spring is here? Well, there's a few things that I do very much enjoy about spring. Those of you who follow me on Twitter will know that I have a pretty extensive toque and hat collection, and I am excited to put away the toques for the year and to bring out the caps. I already bought a new one. Uh, a Guelph Storm vintage logo cap. Uh, For those of you who are not super familiar with the Guelph Storm, they've had a few iterations of uh, their logo. This one goes back to the 1990s when you had guys like Jeff O'Neill and Todd Bertuzzi in town. Uh, They actually rank first and third on the Guelph Storm's all-time scoring list. Uh, Second is Martin St-Pierre, who recently announced his uh, retirement from professional hockey. So I really enjoy that one. I also got a 90s-looking Bruins cap last summer uh, that I always like to wear. That's the one in my profile picture on Twitter. 
and uh, a locked on cap that we received uh, back in the fall as well. So that's one thing. Uh, also, just enjoying being outside more, opening the windows. We have three boys. They've been outside quite a bit since the weather changed, riding their bikes, playing hockey, uh, just running around the park, which we have right behind our house. So those are a few things that uh, really enjoy about spring, just getting outside, going for hikes and walks, and also uh, baseball season's right around the corner, which I'm very excited about as well. Mayor who will be on the podcast on Friday for This Week in Mayor. She sent in a few questions, and uh, she asks, if the Bruins play while missing so many players, what lineup do you want to see them try? And what is their best path to win while down so many guys? Well, I think Bruce Cassidy said that best earlier when, not even with so many guys down, but just in general, as we head down the stretch, so many games in so few nights. Uh, he will have to make use of the taxi squad, calling up guys from the AHL uh, just to be able to make sure that he's avoiding uh, pushing guys too hard, injuries, and the like. Uh, I would expect that, you know, we'll see players like Oscar Steen, Zach Sinitian have more of a role in the lineup, uh, which is great. I really enjoy the fact that there'll be some young guys who could get some more looks. Uh, we might see Jacob Lauko come up. He's got 13 points in 13 games for the Bruins. Cameron Hughes, uh, perhaps even Paul Carey. These are guys that they can call up from the AHL. Uh, my ideal lineup, well, it's tough because when you look at the guys who are on the COVID list at the moment, they're are players from all four forward lines on there. you got Pasternak from the first line, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci from the second line, Craig Smith from the third line, Sean Corrali, fourth line center. Uh, so it's really tough to say what the lineup will look like depending on who of that group will be made available. Uh, but again, I'd like to see some young guys sprinkled in here and there. And um, I think that could bode well not only for the team right now, but also just looking down the road and getting some of these guys up to the AHL level. Mayor also asks, are there any under-the-radar players that you like during trade season? It's not really under the radar anymore, but Connor Garland has been linked to the Bruins uh, by Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet. He's mentioned him on the podcast, their 31 Thoughts podcast, as well as in the uh, 31 Thoughts column. Connor Garland, 25 years old, can play both wings as a right-hand shot. Currently, 25 points in 32 games this season. He's an RFA with a $775,000 cap hit at the moment. Friedman recently said he's hearing Arizona's been asked about him. It's not something I think they really want to do, but if the offer is big enough that it allows them to restock, I think they're going to at least consider it. Keep in mind the Coyotes have been stripped of some draft picks because of their draft combine tampering, so they have no first round pick this year, no third round pick this year, uh, so they're really looking to restock the cupboard and they will definitely be looking for some picks from the Bruins in uh, return. In his 31 Thoughts column, uh, did write the following, a name that surprised me, Connor Garland. I don't think there's much Arizona wouldn't consider, but this one is very intriguing. I'm told the Coyotes see it 
as a need to replenish, and moving him could do it. One thing Arizona has told teams, they're not interested in multiple picks that are late in rounds, so you've got to bring more than that. Obvious onlooker, Boston. The Bruins need to score, and he's a one-time junior Bruin. That makes them contractually obligated to trade for him. Hardy, hardy, har, har. Some other guys that are under the radar that I'd like the Bruins to take a look at. Bobby Ryan from the Detroit Red Wings. He has uh, six goals, seven assists, for 13 points in 30 games this season. He started off red hot, cooled down a little bit, but I think he could fit well in with the Bruins. Uh, Carl Soderberg is another option. Former Bruin, he's a UFA at season's end. Uh, these are all guys who could be effective, very low cap hits. Um, but yeah, really hard to say right now what the Bruins, if anything, will be able to do based on uh, their COVID situation and whether or not there is indeed an internal cap at play here from above. Final question from Mayor. Will Kendall ever get his win? No, don't tell me. That has to do, of course, with Succession. Those of you who've watched Succession, she's talking about Kendall Roy and his up and down uh, attempts to uh, take over the Royco... Wait, what's it called? Royco, Roystar. I can't remember the company's call, but I will say he does get... A pretty big win in terms of a sick freestyle. Well, it's not really freestyle, but a sick uh, tribute to his father, I believe, in the Dundee episode. Thanks for those questions. I'll put out a call again for next week. Please do toss me some questions at LO Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren throughout the week, and I'll be sure to bookmark those for uh, each Wednesday episode. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Baseball's right around the corner, as is the Oscars. You can even bet on awards and TV shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine at betonline.ag. They also have you covered for news, scores, as well as odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top contenders or breaking down the rebuilding clubs, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL as we always do. Big news here this morning is that Tim Peel is no longer working with the NHL as a referee. Following his comments during the game last night between the Detroit Red Wings and Nashville Predators. Now, you probably saw on Twitter a video going around where he said that he wanted to make a call on the Nashville Predators and that the one he did make wasn't so bad, but he felt like he needed to make a call on them. This is a form of game management, which is pretty common in the NHL among officials, but the NHL has used Tim Peel as an example and has let him go early. He was supposed to retire at season's end, and he was going to officiate his final game on the 24th, but they're making an example out of him. 
Colin Campbell, the vice president of hockey operations, said, Nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of our game. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to that cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials and that our fans, players, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. No justification for his comments, no matter the context or his intention, and the NHL will take any and all steps to protect the integrity of our game. Kind of rich coming from uh, Colin Campbell, uh, if you recall the his comments on Mark Savard several years ago, but uh, Tim Peel being made an example of, and he will no longer be officiating NHL games. The Montreal Canadiens' next three games have been postponed because of COVID-19 protocols. They were scheduled to play the Oilers tonight and Friday and the Senators on Sunday. Their game this past Monday with the Oilers was also postponed because of two players placed on the COVID-19 list. They're the only two players on the list, um, and that's really going to throw a wrench in the scheduling. But uh, yeah, that's how... Things are going up in the North Division at the moment for Anaheim Ducks, including forward Bruin Danton Heinen, were also placed on the COVID protocol list. And the total number of players on the list has grown to 15, the Bruins occupying five of those spots. Finally, the NHL's proposed changes to the draft lottery were formally approved yesterday by the league's Board of Governors. Doesn't really matter for our Bruins yet. (laughs) Good down the road in a few years. Starting this year, only the top two spots in the draft will be determined by the lottery, down from the previous number of three. So starting in 2022, a team can move up a maximum of 10 spots, meaning only 11 of the 16 non-playoff teams will be eligible for the first overall pick. Also starting in 2022, a team can win the lottery no more than twice in a five-year period. Uh, So that's very interesting stuff when it comes to the NHL draft lottery order. One more thing, Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin skipped practice on Tuesday with a lower body injury. Uh, Looks like it was just more maintenance than anything, but if he were to miss some time, that would obviously be a big deal in the East Division. I believe that's it for... Today's podcast, trying to keep things a bit tighter these days because I know your time is valuable and you might not want to listen to over 30 minutes of Bruins content on a daily basis. I will say I finished the uh, Woody Allen versus Mia Farrow documentary on HBO last night. Very difficult to watch at times, but also uh, an important watch uh, as we become more aware of these issues and the need to yeah stand up and speak out and and things like that so do check that out if if uh if you want keep it locked to at lo boston bruins and at enc mclaren for updates in regards to bruins practice this afternoon hopefully all goes well and they're able to get back on the ice and we'll get a better idea of who might be in the lineup for thursday's game against the islanders which we will preview on tomorrow's podcast have a great rest of your wednesday friends all downhill to the weekend And uh, again, thank you so much for the support and for listening to the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Peace.